0: Hi, everybody. I'm Dr. Richard Ludwig from the University of St. Thomas in Houston. And today we are at Napa Institute's annual conference in Napa, California. A beautiful day. And I have another leader of a beautiful apostolate. So we have Camille Polly here from Healing the Culture. Hi, Camille. Hi, how are you doing? I'm great. <laughs> That's a I cannot day. wait to hear what you're going to tell us about the organization and the work that you've been doing for a while. I'm
1: glad to share it. Healing the Culture is Father Robert Spitzer's pro-life organization. I've been running it for gosh, almost 30 years now. Next year's our 20 year anniversary. And uh, we exist because people need to understand not just that the church is pro-life, but why we're Mm -hmm. pro-life. The pro-choice movement has co-opted terms like success, quality of life, freedom, love, happiness, and all of those terms lead you, if you really want the depth of those terms, they lead you to a pro-life position, not pro-choice. And so he's laid out this great curriculum and then we talk about principles of logic from there and ethics and justice and show how if you want to be ethical and logical and a person of justice, yes. you really need to adopt the pro-life position. And then people can grapple with it in their heads and in their hearts and put together just a really beautiful conversion into pro-life.
0: Well, and, and you know, I, I love what you're saying in the approach that uh, Father Spitzer is laid out in, in the work that you're doing, because it's, it's, it's not against things. It is about something that I think is innate in all of us. And that is this, this, quest this thirst for life an abundant life people don't just
1: want to be against something you need to replace it with something so once you show people abortion is ugly and it's evil and it's wrong then their question is okay then how do i achieve what i'm looking for and so what we show them is you know spitzer always talks about how there are these four levels of happiness Mm -hmm. there's the material pleasure and the ego gratification and that's what the abortion movement wants you to focus on because when you're focused on that and you're pregnant and you didn't expect it you're afraid and they play off that fear and what we show them is ah but now is your opportunity right? An opportunity for gift of self and love and sacrifice and generosity and faith and hope and something bigger than yourself. Right, And that's when people become inspired. We inspire people into being pro-life. We don't scare them into becoming pro-life. <laughs> well,
0: you know, and I don't think you can scare people into anything of meaning and for no, long, no, right? right? You can, you can scare them up front, but then eventually the, the impulse for love and for life takes over. Yep. So, um, if I know Father Spitzer's experience, and you've been with that organization for a long, a long time, time, right? Thirty years. Yep. Talk to me about how how innovation enters into this notion of something so fundamental as life.
1: Well, because you got to find a way to deliver this to people, mm-hmm. right? People, are, are we have a bumper sticker mentality in this, not only in the culture, but in our movement, that I just, if I have the correct bumper sticker, people will all follow me and become pro-life. And it isn't true. People need deep conversion and they convert slowly over time when they're as ingrained in a culture as ours as, as we are. And so what becomes innovative for us is how do we take these heady philosophical concepts that take time to work into people's lives, would produce content for them that are in bite-sized chunks that they can accept, understand, mm-hmm. um, and, you know, and that it's not too difficult because people aren't as educated. We're not as literate as we would have been years ago. And so how do, how do we do this? And and mm-hmm. that's what becomes innovative. So we use technology, we use media, right. uh, we use social media and we help what, mostly what we do is produce resources that other people can use in their school or their church, or with their family, or their homeschool, to teach this in bite-sized pizzas, to slowly get people to a pro-life position over time.
0: So essentially you're building a family of people yes. around a dialogue, right, yes. and, and that gives people, I mean, families come from life, right? It's, from this, this union of people. So right. that's because we want thing.
1: people to be deeply pro-life, mm-hmm. not just pro-life. And we want right. people to be authentically pro-life, not just kind of what they think pro-life means. And we want people to be permanently pro-life. Right. And so the only way you do that is you take them through one at a time, one piece at a time. What's your fear about losing freedom? What's your fear about not being able to be successful? What's your fear about not living a high quality of life? What's your fear about not being happy if you can't have abortion? We work them through all of that.
0: Well, you know, and the thing I love so much about that is that it's not about a political stance per se, right? right? right. It is about the human person That's right. and the authenticity of what it feels like to be a child of God and to be part of a family, part of a human family. Now, so the recent uh, United States Supreme Court ruling yeah. that, uh, in a sense, overturned Roe v. Wade yep. as the they law did. of the land. Um, tell us how that is affecting maybe your work? How do you think it will affect it as you move forward?
1: Yeah, two ways. The first way is that people are a lot more open now, um, I find anyway, to talking about why we think abortion is wrong, because suddenly it's illegal in certain states. Or people, people have the mistaken notion that it's illegal everywhere, which is not what happened. Dobbs just uh-huh. made it so that, you know, you states could decide. But people are open now to finding out, wait a minute, this is a question that I thought was already answered. Why would you be against abortion? So now we can have dialogue with people we couldn't before. And the second thing that's happening is that teachers and pastors and religious educators are coming to us saying help you know (laughs) I don't know how to answer these questions and we Uh have all these resources already built that makes it really easy for them so it's kind of neat because you're educating people but you're also educating the educators Uh who never stop to figure out why are we (laughs) pro-life you know I know that we are but now I've got to answer all these questions
0: well you know and isn't that a really healthy understanding of our faith? life and, and where people stand on that important question yeah, is please. to get in touch with that. And I'm so thankful that you and the organization and Father Spitzer um, have those resources to share. Thank yeah. you, Camille, for being oh, with us for today. Me. Yeah, we've been talking to Camille Polly from Healing the Culture. Have a great day and God bless you.